Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Merhaba and welcome to episode 44 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I'm your host for today, John. I'm here with our very own historian Salih from Netherlands. Unfortunately, the rest of the gang was a bit busy today. Obviously, we're doing some recording midweek after our uh, midweek match, but uh, Salih saved the day. So welcome, Salih. How are you feeling today, man? I'm feeling great. Another win. As predicted last week, would have been a tough game, but um, yeah, we did uh, we did sail the win in the end with a 3-2 win. Really glad that happened. We came from behind, so it's much more I can say about it. What about you? How are you doing, my uh, former roommate for two three days? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm doing I'm doing well. Glad to be back for another one. Um, you know, it's funny. I I was when I was listening to our last episode. I had a chuckle when I was listening to it and I had a laugh while we were recording it as well when Samet mentioned how uh, Umrania was the Barcelona of the league. Mm-hmm. I found that hilarious and I don't know, man. I don't know if, it, I don't know if it's Umrania that's the Barcelona of, of the league or if it's Geraldo <laughs> what that plays he like he's from Barcelona, yeah, right? But, exactly. Yeah, but... Um, Honestly, well, uh, this Geraldo is like... To me, he felt like he's a twin of Wakeme. Same type of moves, <laughs> yeah. Baldi, same color, but on the opposite wing. And man, what a game he had. Yeah, but we'll get I to know. that later on. We will, for sure. <laughs> um, before that, we have some, some business to take care of. There's uh, a bit of news uh, over the last few days. We'll, uh, we'll get into two departures first that I think we were all expecting and waiting to, to see sort of the notice from the club. Mm-hmm. It was a matter of time. We have... Uh, Seferovic going to Spain, uh, Celta Vigo, and Van Anholt going home to PSV. PSV. Yes, exactly. (laughs) There you go. Good thing I had the Dutchie with me today, right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, what do you think about that? Like I said, I think we were, you know, expecting it for a while now and uh, definitely no surprises whatsoever, but uh, oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention Van Anholt is, has just gone on loan. Seferovic was already loaned to us. He was never our player to begin with. But what do you think of these departures? I think, uh, just like you mentioned, the right move. Um, Seferovic was brought in as a striker that we desperately needed after seeing how we just couldn't finish our chances last year. And evidently, he just wasn't the solution. Um, in the friendlies, he did look good, but afterwards... Did he even score a goal, now that I think of it? Like an official Super League goal? If he has, maybe one. It it just hasn't worked out, unfortunately, for him. And yeah, I think this move is best for both parties. I mean, he wasn't our player, but still, like, he does want to play, obviously, and he found a new club. Um, so, I guess, good luck to him. Nothing more to say. So... Yeah, that's what I think on Seferovic. After that, I'll talk about Van Hanold. But what do you think of the move? Like, it's the right move, right? I don't think anyone will complain. 
I mean, I can't see how we would have used him this year, honestly. Like, you know, I, I think that when he first came, um, obviously we thought he would be more useful. And then when Icardi came, we I think everyone sort of thought, you know, we have Icardi and Seferovic as the backup. But then when Gomis started playing miraculously and scoring these miraculous goals, that kind of slipped away from Seferovic, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, you know, we have Icardi who's not, no one's playing over him. Obviously, that's a given. We have Gomis. Barish played striker a couple of times and ended up scoring, you know. So it just gets to a point where it's like, really, what is the point of having Seferovic? You know, I, I think he was in bad form. Confidence was down a little bit. So, yeah, I can't really complain about that. Um, Especially mm-hmm. since he's a foreigner. Like, in Turkey, yes. unfortunately, due to him being a foreigner, he holds an extra valuable spot. And that's a spot that we can use for something else on some other areas that we need reinforcement. Um, not that I, luckily, like it's a privilege, but not that I can name that many positions that we really need reinforcement in. But yeah, I mean, it's just another foreigner we don't need. So yeah, boot him out. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. And then with Van Anholt, you know, everyone again saw that coming. I mean, he's just been on a pretty steady decline you know, he's not the player that he was last season. A lot of mistakes. He's been in bad form. Uh, really frustrating to watch. Zero quality from the left. I, I, I'm still thinking about one game we mentioned on the podcast as well when he had a cross that he literally sent into the opposite corner flag. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah we kind of saw that coming. Um, and, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure even when the loan spell is done, uh, he won't be returning. He'll, he'll be... I don't want to say sold, it'll probably be a free transfer, but he'll be uh, going somewhere permanently, whether it's, you know, somewhere in the Netherlands or, or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it has to be for free. I mean, does it, is it going to be for free though? If I recall correctly, his contract did, does not expire this year, right? Because otherwise a loan move would be kind of weird to do right now and a deal would have been sealed already. I think he still has a year after that and then indeed it's the question on what are we going to do with him? Last year, I did think he was pretty good. I mean, he, he isn't injured. He was always there when we needed him compared to like plays like Sarachi were good, but just weren't there. But now this year, again, just like you mentioned, he's fallen off really hard. We've, we're playing plays like Emre Tashtemir. Uh, <laughs> look, he's a good player, but again, like a player who's never available. Um, yeah. Kazumjan, we've, we've basically moved on from him. Because um, just like in the beginning of the season, Okan uses fullbacks in a different way. He needs fullbacks who can deliver. And unfortunately, he's one of those fullbacks who can't really cross the ball properly. He has other qualities, but those are not the ones that we need. So with this one, again, I think, thank you for services, but I think he's in a better place now. Yeah, yeah, I I agree fully. And then sort of on the other side of that, there's um, a few names that could be coming. So mm-hmm. before, before we get into that, discuss the names, pretty much every source has reported the same thing. And it's that, you know, Okan Buruk has asked for a type of, you know, real a- attack-minded winger. And, and also, apparently he's interested in a player that can play on the wing and also in the midfield, kind of like how Mertens is, mm-hmm. right? So with that said, there's been a couple names floating around. Yesterday, there were one or two people reporting that we were interested in Fabio Borini, 
from Kara Gumruk. A few sources said we were interested, and then a couple of sources said that it's it's a lie, which I think it it might be a lie, but we'll mm-hmm. see what happens there. And then the other two names floating around are Nicolo Zaniolo from Roma and uh, Pulisic from Chelsea. So honestly, a couple decent names there. I think from the three, I, I'm not sure about you, Sally, but I think for me, I I think you know obviously Pulisic is the best player in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I think Zaniolo would fit in our team better, having that Italian background. You know, I think that he would mesh better with the players that we have. You know, the like Mertens, the Spanish players that we have. He was at Inter as well. I think at the same time, Icardi was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think in terms of vibing with our team, which at this point, honestly, could be more important than just signing a better player. I think Zaniolo might be a better move, but it's so hard to say that because Pulisic is good, man. Pulisic mm-hmm. is really good. What do you think? Of the three targets that you just mentioned, um, of the two, the problem that I have with both, it's going to sound maybe a bit weird, but look, name-wise, yeah, they're definitely quality, right? They're, they're hands down an upgrade over what we have right now on the wing. We could use that. The thing is with both players is that they're, again, both injury prone. Mm. Now, with Zaniolo, mm. I think that's, if we're going to actually sign him, I think that's less of a problem considering the finances, because we also need to take that into consideration if you look at his wage. But mm-hmm. Pulisic is on a pretty high wage. He earns around 150k right now a week, which means he would have to at least take like, I don't know, a 50% wage cut in order <laughs> yeah. to move here. And would you do that? I don't think so. Even though Chelsea have bought like every player on the planet right now, I think he rather waits that out. So of the two, I would say that Zanillo makes more sense. And Borini, Borini is the type of signing that just tells me that we need, uh, we're really pushing the championship basically this year because he's a 31-year-old player. We just right. want him short term, bang some goals for us in, you know, deliver, and then win the Super League, as we all uh, are trying right now. It's basically just to stay ahead. We're just reinforcing on our strong areas. That's what Borini feels to me. Right, but right. Again, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I, I don't know if these were mentioned as loan deals for Pulisic or Zaniolo. I'm not entirely sure about that. Mm-hmm. Borini, of course, was just to outright transfer, but those two were still early with these rumors, so not really that much has developed. But mm-hmm. I guess we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. It's it's interesting, but I, I I think before the window closes, I think we'll definitely make you know an an honest push, an honest effort to try to sign what like maybe not a player on this list, but that type of player mm-hmm. that can play on that wing and can also play inside a little bit. So. We'll see what happens with that. I wouldn't mind bringing someone in. I don't like I mentioned a few people, a few of us mentioned the last episode. I don't think Rashidza is up to that level right now, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think I think a little more quality on that side will will do us a lot of good. But you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's yeah, some so time far, before the window. So far, closes. the transfers have been really good, like really promising. A, a good mix between youth and experience too. So yeah. just like you mentioned, I, I also expect we uh, us to push. <clears throat> Or a good transfer in the coming days, which is quality, right? Not a who can I mention? 
I don't know, a panic Jagnet type buy, right? I don't expect that. I expect actually well-fought type transfer. And whatever Okan says, yeah. you know, I'll accept it. It's probably a good thing. A <laughs> yeah, good me too. And, and you know, one, one last thing before we transition into the actual match. You know, <laughs> it's so funny. What if after this match, we look at ourselves and we say, bro, let's go after Geraldo. Geraldo? Yeah. Uh, that would- <laughs> <laughs> bro, honestly, I... Like, if someone said Geraldo's the best winger in the league, I wouldn't argue with them that much. <laughs> he's pretty, he's kind of crazy, that guy. Do you mm-hmm. not agree? He is, he is. <laughs> he's, I mentioned in the group too, I saw this guy play um, one of the first matches against Fener too. And I was like, who is this guy? He plays, he has these sexy moves and shit, right? I was like, damn, he looks like a true baller. Uh, he's a bit on the older side, 31. But yeah. again, today he showed that too. He was by far their best player. Um, really threatening, even though they played on the counter still. Man, I, I, the thing is, with a lot of Super League players, I also usually don't know where they were from. But apparently this guy played for Ankaraguji before. Yeah, I saw that earlier. I yeah. searched him up, tried to figure out who this guy was. I did see <laughs> that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just a thought I had during the match, thinking about, you know, before the match, the, the Pulisic rumors and stuff. And then during the match, someone in that position just shredding us mm-hmm. pretty much for the first half. So <laughs> We could get him for cheap too if you wanted to, because his contract expires at the end of the year, which means it lo- the fee is pretty low, I would assume. He's 31 years old too. That would be like, again, like we mentioned, the Borini type deal. Just, just a deal to quickly get someone in, uh, add some depth, and then push on for the championship. As we've been winning like... All these matches in a row now. Just continue the streak. Yep. Yep. So I think that kind of leads us right into the match. I'll I'll introduce it. We'll get into it here. Lots to talk about. Lots of drama, ups, downs. We'll get into it now. This was round 22 of the Super League. We were at home against Umrania Sport. This one finished 3-2. Very sweaty. Very, very sweaty one. <laughs> we had goals from... Abdul Kerim in the 32nd minute, Akardi in the 60th, and Akardi again in the 83rd with, with the match winner. We'll go through the starting 11 here. So we had Muslera, Sasha Boy, Victor Nelson, Abdul Kerim, Emre Tashdemir, Sergio Oliveira, Lucas Torreira, Mertens, Karam, Rashidza, and Icardi. We'll go through the uh, match stats as well. 67% possession for us, 33% for Umrania, who went uh, a man down um, in the 77th minute. So be mindful of that with that stat. <laughs> Funny enough, t- shots were 26 to 6 for, for Galsaray. <laughs> and we had an XG of uh, 3.19 compared to Umrania's 1.09. And uh, our highest rated player tonight was Mauro Icardi with 8.6 rating. Um, and the worst was pretty much a tie between Rashidza and Emre Tashdemir, who both came off at halftime, which uh, I'll speak about just briefly. But if we could just go through the um, sort of the match events before we dive a little deeper. So Umrania surprisingly went ahead 1-0 in the 11th minute. There was the assist by Geraldo to Umut Nair. <laughs> uh, that, that was in the 11th minute. In the 32nd minute, Abdul Kerim scored from a corner. That tied at 1-1. 
And then before the second half, in the 39th minute, uh, Umrania went ahead 2-1. Again, uh, same mostly... Same type of goal too. Like yeah, mostly, mostly created by Geraldo, I think, again, who sort of made a run down that side, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you're right. Same, same type of goal. Um, the second half started, we took out Emre Tashtemir and Rashica for Leo Dubois and Yunus. Icardi uh, scored a penalty in the 60th minute to make it 2-2. Umrania got the red card in the 77th minute. They went down 10 men to give us a little bit of uh, freedom to play a bit more and try to get the winner, which we did. Icardi scored the second goal, assisted by a beautiful ball in by Abdul Kerim. That made it 3-2. And that's all she wrote. It was 3-2 finish. Um, maybe I, I guess I'll just give my overall thoughts and then pass it on to you and we'll go from there. But, you know... <laughs> Again, like I mentioned earlier, when they went ahead 1-0, I, I couldn't help but think about Summit's comments, the Barcelona comment. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's actually happening. But uh, honestly, you know, I, I think that these guys, I can sort of understand why they're in last place, honestly. Like when they were attacking, I didn't really feel threatened at all unless Geraldo was involved <laughs> in it somehow. You know, when he was involved, especially in the first half, he was absolutely shredding everyone on the left side. Like Emre Tashtemir stand no chance. The match, the match honestly could have been like three nothing for them in the first half. Honestly, oh definitely. Easily, Slayer had some clutch saves. Like yeah, three of them in total. Yeah, and and there was one, there was one uh, chance they had the one that kind of went through Muslera's legs and then he recovered mm-hmm. it. I I looked away. I thought it was in. I looked away and then in the chat I wrote two nothing. Right. I actually and saw then, that because you guys yeah. are ahead and I was like, yeah. fuck, did it actually go in? And then. I kept watching, watching, and it stood uh, just one nil. I was like, thank God that didn't go in. But man, yeah, <laughs> I had the bro, exact I, same I, moment. Honestly, <laughs> I looked away. I saw it go through his legs. I just looked away from the TV. I wrote 2 nothing in the chat. I was so, because I had the volume low as well. It's midweek game. You know, I'm doing some work on the side and stuff. And then I look back and it's in his hands. Couldn't believe it, bro. Could, <laughs> could not believe it. But yeah, that's, you know, that's Muslera doing Muslera things. Um, but honestly, I have to give credit to Umrania. Like they, they scored two in the first half, although a lot of it was through Geraldo, you know, they, they, they were doing well. It, it looked like they could have taken points from us easily here, mm-hmm. which wasn't the case, thankfully. But what did you think, uh, about the match overall and our performance, Umrania's performance? Of course. Um, yeah, this is the type of Umrania that I just expected. I, I, I just like last week, I expected them to... Because I don't think they play bad football. For a team that is bottom, which I still can't really believe, I think they've been more unlucky, really, with these late uh, losses that they keep getting. But Mm -hmm. the first half, for me, was mixed. Because I think in attack, although we weren't as clinical, I think we looked very motivated and hungry when going forward. However, our back line was open 24-7 like a petrol station. Like, they just kept coming. And luckily, we had Muslera, which, look, he only had to make three saves this entire game. But those three saves in the first half, because, again, uh, Umrani only took shots in the first half. Um, Those three saves were really important. If the ball that went through um, between his legs went in, or there were two shots from the sides, I think, as well. If those Mm -hmm. went in, I think this game would have been completely different. Also... 
That would have been the first time we conceded three goals in a match this season. Which, by the way, I couldn't believe until I looked it up, right? Because last year we had a few games against, I don't know, random hot eye or something. We would <laughs> lose 4-0. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was a mixed bag. Um, generally speaking, I was still happy with it. But we did go the half down, right? We, we were 1-2 behind, yep. which is never a good thing. And if our listeners have been listening well, or just watching the games in general, of course, you'll know that usually the second half, we come out really sluggish and not right, as, yeah. you know, we don't kick it right away. That also luckily didn't happen. Uh, the one thing that popped into my mind is something you usually mention is that one video from that coach during halftime where he gives a slap to everyone, like yeah. fucking man up. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Because second half, Imran had no chance. They yeah, were just ball watching. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah, no, um, honestly, um, like you mentioned, you know, that half finished 2-1 for Umrania, but just as I said, it could have been 3 nothing at the end of that half. We mm-hmm. honestly could have scored three goals that half as well. Mm-hmm. Like right from the get-go, like in the first two minutes, I remember I, I told all the boys in the chat, like we look like we're in one of our moods tonight where we're going to mm-hmm. score like five, six goals. We were just pushing forward any given chance. Mm-hmm. Any given chance. So, you know, at the same time, we could have scored a bunch of goals as well. In the first half, Icardi missed a really great chance with the ball on his left mm-hmm. um, that went over the net. That could have easily been a goal. And uh, yeah, we were we were pushing, man. And and, and that Okun had also one of those nights that, you know, the typical Anadolu teams have of their keeper. Yep. He was immense. Yep. He had a lot of saves. Yeah, he had some great saves. Absolutely. For sure. There was also another chance earlier before that Akardi chance I just mentioned where Mertens had pretty much the same chance just on the other side. He went over the net as well. So, you know, both sides could have scored more, more goals than, than they actually did in the first half. But what I was curious about was what our response was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like things are all fine and dandy when you're winning 3 nothing at halftime. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you're going, when you have 45 minutes left to play and you're down against the last place team, that's when pressure starts creeping up on you. Literally every minute, the pressure just builds and builds and builds. So, you know, I was interested to see how we were going to re- respond to that. And I have to say, really, the second half started like the opposite of how it usually does, honestly. Like you mentioned, we for some That's reason, it. we always come out of the gates a little like we look like we're caught off guard or something. But no, honestly, everyone looked switched on. Everyone looked like they knew what needed to be done. You know, there was belief in the team clearly and Akardi got the two goals um which were which were just fantastic and one other person I wanted to mention as well was uh Abdul Kerim mm-hmm. you know I have to give him a lot of credit with one complaint one piece of criticism mm-hmm. obviously he scored the first goal like I mentioned fantastic he got the assist on Akardi's third goal which was a beautiful ball in that he played uh which by the way that goal Akardi scored looked almost identical to the goal he scored a few weeks ago, if you remember, mm-hmm. on a header. It was literally almost like the same exact type goal, which I found interesting. But back to Abdul, Abdul Kerim, you know, I have to give him credit for that and credit for playing a, a, a good game for the most part. He's been one of our most consistent players this, this season, I think. Um, my only complaint that I could make was I really don't think he did well against Geraldo today. <laughs> Geraldo burned him so many times and it's like in the first half there was a challenge where Geraldo beat one man it might have been Emre or it might have been Kerem and then Abdul Kerem came over and he, Abdul Kerem slid 
Geraldo just pushed it right past him and he was in a lot of free space. Not- and then that happened a second time. Exactly. And that, then a that's third the thing. time, you know? And it's like, dude, how many times is he going to do the same thing to you without you, you know, adjusting or making the change? So I have to, I have to sort of discredit him for that. But other than that, I thought he played amazing. That, that's just a theme with Abdul Karim in general. He likes to, as a defender, sometimes overcommit. Be mm-hmm. it a sliding, be it going forward too much. Because at some points during the game, this, this guy was like in a penalty box while, while we were, not penalty box, but like close to the <laughs> box, while we yeah. were just passing around. I was like, yeah. I like it, because he's not bad on the ball or anything. I mean, he used to be a left back before, so he's not the typical clunky defender that you think of, like uh, King Min Jae. I know Yasin won't like this, but... Um, (laughs) that is true like again this overcommitment sometimes but that also has its plus sides how many times did this guy like drive forward with the ball yeah and just cross the line and then uh, not all passes connected but most of them did and the thing is with him i don't know if it's because we are in general pretty dominant or not but i don't see nelson as much anymore i do still see him but I only That's kind of true, yeah. When we're only on the back foot, but we're not really on the back foot anymore as much. He's, he's just in the back, keeping it steady, but he's not really in the spotlight anymore. Last year, that was very different. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I never really have anything to complain about when it comes to Nelson. Like, when it comes to defending, he, he always does the job. Always. Like, I, I, you know, I don't want to jinx him now, but there's so few <laughs> occasions where I was like, bro, what are you doing? You know, that almost never happens. But just quickly going back to Abdulkadem, one last thing. I, I think it was, a, it also was a credit to him when Leo Dubois came in, which made, you know, it's not easy playing next to Emre Tashtemir. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to be flat out. It's, it's, it's not an easy task. It makes your job more difficult. So I think uh, when Dubois came in, I think Geraldo was contained a lot more. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, he might have skipped away a couple times here and there. But, but he does um, it to everyone, so... <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not like playing against Emre Tashdemir where he's just like a tomato can. You can just skip by him whenever you want, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, I have to give it to Abdul Kerem. But one other thing I wanted to mention, which, you know, I don't, I don't mean to be like a broken record and say this every single week, but it's not only is this true, it does happen every single week. Lucas Torreira is an astonishing football player. I don't know what else to say about him. He is outrageous. He's outrageous. And this is coming from someone who, you know, my favorite Galatasaray player of all time is Felipe Melo. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite player of all time. And, I'm, and I'm, I can confidently say, Felipe Melo doesn't, can't really stand next to Torreira, man. Torreira is a different player. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wish Torreira had that Felipe Melo had was a few more screws that were loose. You know, <laughs> Felipe Melo had that crazy passion. He'd win mm-hmm. a tackle and start like screaming, like pumping his fists and stuff. If Torreira had that, a bit more. Oh dominant. my lord! Oh <laughs> my god! But I don't know. I don't know what else to say about him, man. Like every week he plays a near perfect game, and every week I say to myself, I can't believe this guy's not on loan. I can't believe Arsenal let him go for. Six million or whatever it was. That's the that's the exact thing that you just mentioned. I can't believe that we just bought this guy. He's not on loan. 
he has a good age. Um, I say good age. I think he's 26, if I recall correctly. He's an absolute beast of a player. Look, not only does he win his duels, he wins fouls. He tries... He, he's complete. He reminds me of... Um, what player again? Kante. Not, mm. Of course, not this year, but like a few years back. Mm -hmm. This guy just never gets tired. He's always everywhere. And he picks off the ball. And having a player like him is really just handy to have, not only for your defense, but also for a player like Oliveira, which we'll get onto in a bit as well. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that defensively he's not as mobile as like Torreira. Torreira does like everything. He's like everywhere. Literally, he's a, you can't escape him. You literally can't escape him. I, like even a minute ago when I was mentioning how, you know, in the second half, there might've been a couple of times Geraldo got away. I can't remember if this case was, if, if in this case it was Geraldo, but Abdul Kedem did his classic slide again. The player skipped right by him. Yeah, yeah. Boom, all of a sudden, Lucas Torreira is, he's tracked all the way back and won the ball. Like, I didn't even see this guy running. He just appeared and won the ball, you know? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It's, it's such a privilege to have him. He, he, of all the signings, I think he's, he's the best one. Not only financially, yeah. if you look at it, because again, let's say in a few years when we want to sell him, he's still a sellable asset in the end. But also just... Has he had a stinker so far? I can't really say so. I would say not. I Like, like I said, it, it feels like he's playing perfect matches every single week. Like, and I guess that's just, you know, I guess that just speaks to his quality compared to the league. Mm -hmm. He's just head and shoulders above the league. Like there's no team, even the apparent top teams in this league are nothing compared to Torreira. And I find it just utterly comical that there's comparisons between him and other players like Crespo, for example. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, that, that truly yeah, leads me speechless. Like if you're, if you're even using those two names in the same sentence, you really have to reevaluate your knowledge of football just from top to bottom because that is a joke. I Crespo has never been anywhere near <laughs> Torres level ever. I think people say that probably know it too, but you know, you have to be fan, <laughs> kind of take the pride. Yeah. Yeah, Deep down, yeah. you know, he's... It's not the same. It's like Torreira from Wish, basically. <laughs> yeah, I know those ones. I know those ones. Same, same exact thing with the Enter Valencia Icardi argument. You know, Just get it out you of don't here. even. We don't even have to comment on that. But, <laughs> anyways, that that kind of leads us into the big guy himself, Mauro Icardi. Two more goals, tally him up, and you know he's another one. I would I would have to pair him and Torreira together in terms of players that are just head and shoulders above the league that should not be playing in this mm -hmm. league. They're just way too good. And Icardi is like, it's just everything he does, everything. It's not just scoring. It's everything he does, how involved he is. And like, you know, he gets a little bit of crit criticism for taking off for like two or three days after the match, going on like <laughs> mini holidays and stuff. But who cares, man? Who cares? When he's on the pitch, it, like he, he's playing to win. Maybe as a he's clause uh, to win. in his contract that uh, if he plays like good for two, three games, he can smash uh, Wanda again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure, you know, if he plays one or two games, he can take the, the jet wherever he wants. I'm sure that's <laughs> one of his privileges. But honestly, like it, I, I, one of the worries I had when he first came was like, how serious is he going to take this? You know, is he just going to treat this as like a little holiday or 
But when he's on the field, he's ready to play. He gives he's ready to win. He does. He honestly does. And there was one moment in the match where uh, Yunus got into a little little argument with someone from the other team and Akardi came like storming in to defend him right away. End of the game, and right? That, yeah, at the, at near the end of the game, yeah. And that just speaks to like, I, I don't, I can't remember the last time a team had this type of like chemistry and just vibe with each other. I, I, I'm really not sure when the last time this was. Can't think of, the, can't think of it either. Um, yeah, what do you think I, about it? What do you think yeah. about the big man though? What do you think? What do I think of the big man? Look, generally speaking, I'm really, really happy with him. He, he, he does everything, basically, what you want out of a striker. At least, he's a complete forward. Let me put it that way. He creates, yeah. he scores. Of course, he has to score, but it's not just a poacher. He can also do it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, besides the two goals, I think his impact, I mean, look, the goals do have a very heavy impact, but I think this was not one of his better games, if I do have to mm-hmm. say so myself. He was just a little bit less involved compared to uh, um, other games, which is not a bad thing in the end. I mean, we did win and he did score the two winners, especially the penalty. I was a bit, you know, because last week uh, he did miss yeah. it. So what's he going to do? I held my breath. I'll say exactly. that. I, I, I held my breath for sure. Yeah. Then he uh, did a Panenka. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> baller. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my God, man. Like the balls on this guy. The balls on this guy, like, because, you know, he was put in a position here where you have to score. <laughs> If you don't score that penalty, we're in big trouble. You know, there, we're still losing. Our morale is taking a dive after that. We're in a lot of trouble. You know, that's when the fans start getting demotivated, getting a little more quiet. And this is the penalty he takes. This is what he does from the spot. I, I, I was just speechless. I'm speechless with him. I'm speechless with him, man. What a baller. Just like Mazar said, you know, from the wisdom from his ass, he's basically probably one of the best strikers we've ever seen in Super League. He yeah, really does. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And like, do you, do you not think that he truly makes everyone around him better? He does. He does. Because... Like that, that, yeah, like that's he can't one thing. Pass I, I have ball. to give it to him. He can't pass the ball. He, he does have like a few, we- or few weeks, maybe it's a few months back, like that one goal. Oh, I can't remember which match it was again, but... When maybe it was Bashakshi, I actually can't remember, but his assist was like the Guti type assist, right? With the back heel. So yeah, that was, was against Bashakshi where Bashakshi, Kerem right? scored, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. that type of that stuff. I mean, that's just that's just sexy, man. Like what can you I say know. about it? And and it's like those little one touch passes he makes, like in and out of the box. Mm-hmm. You know, with like his back turned towards the net, they'll give him the ball and he'll make one touch back, one touch to another player. Like he's just he just he does everything. Like you mentioned, really, I think the definition of a complete forward. Forwards. And I think at this point, you know, there's still months left of the season, of course. But at this point, we really have to start taking into consideration how do we bring him in permanently? How do we structure a deal to satisfy all parties? Like, it's, we have to start thinking about that right now because we need him. It's as simple as that. We need we him. We do. We do. He's, yeah. he's, he's not like the Gomez transfer as in... He's 29-30. He still has a few, not a few, crazy three, four good years in him left. Crazy. Only thing man. is, of course, he comes from fucking party, <laughs> an oil club. <laughs> yeah. He earns like a shit ton. Like, yeah. he would have to sacrifice a lot to come here. Yeah. I mean, money-wise. Not, not, not love-wise or fan-wise, just money-wise. Yeah, for sure. And like, he has to ask himself as well, 
what what is it that he wants at this stage of his career? You know, does he want does he want to play at the highest level or does he want to play somewhere like Galatasaray where you know it's playing in this league is not the highest level, but we could have Europe next season. He mm-hmm. has these players that clearly he's having He'll the time the man, of his life basically. with. He'll be the man. You know, together exactly. With exactly. So do you want that, or you know, are you in the mood to fight for a spot at the highest level? Mm-hmm. You know, that's something he'll have to ask himself as well, but. I think at this stage in February, we, we need to start thinking about how to bring him in permanently. Um, especially if we're in Europe, he'll, he'll be a massive asset. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, uh, I wanted to ask as well what you thought about um, Okan Buruk's subs this match. I was match. just going to ask that to you. <laughs> yeah. So we had, so in, like I mentioned earlier, in, uh, at the start of the second half, we had Emre Tashtemir and Rashidza come off for Leo Dubois and Yunus. And then in the 76th minute, we had Sergio come out for Mata. And then in the 79th minute, we had Mertens come out for Gomis. And in the 81st minute, we had Barish come in for Kerem. And uh, those last three subs I mentioned were, you know, obviously for us trying to chase the third goal, the winner, which we did eventually. But uh, what do you think of Okan? What do you rate Okan Buruk this match? And what do you think about his subs? I would rate him. Um... If I would have to start with the lineup, that's just the most important thing. I wasn't ex- actually expecting Rashidka to start again. Uh, I thought Duba would, Duba would start in place mm. of Emre Tashtemir and then a Barish or a Yunus on the wing. I've, I actually mm. expected Yunus more. So lineup, I was a bit like, you know, okay, different from what I expected. Wasn't too big fan of it. But the rest is basically as strong as you can get. There's no better players. Uh, that could have replaced any of like an Icardi or a Torreira. Yeah, yeah. Then the subs. Sure. I was happy with the halftime subs. Those were exactly the two players which were just not um, having a good game. Like Emre Tashtemir basically, in a way, cost us a goal or goals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ashik. Uh, I don't know. Look, I always make fun of Yasin not being able to pronounce <laughs> names, but this Caught name. Caught in 4K, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this Rashitsa. Rash, Rashitsa. I, I keep saying like Rasika or something. I don't know why. <laughs> Rashica. Rashica is... Look, for him it was opposite. Of course, he did track back, etc. And did defend. But like going forward, he didn't really have that impact. Like that finesse that we needed. So right subs. I was happy with both. Like Yunus to come in Dubois. Um, of the two, I would say Yunus did have a bit of a better game. I think Dubois defensively was much better than Emirtaj Demir. But mm-hmm. he had some... Like uh, fluky moments, like where he lost yeah, the ball yeah. for no, like he would slip, he, he couldn't yeah. touch, uh, take the ball like in a good way or whatever. He lost the ball a few times, like very clunkily. I was like, eh, what yeah. happened? Last week you were like the star. This week you suddenly forgot how to play ball. But still <laughs> head and shoulders above Emre Tashtemir. That I'm sure everyone yes. can agree on. Yes, that is true. I did make fun yeah. of him a bit, but of course he was still better than Emre Tashtemir. Um, <laughs> And then Mata came on. I mean, again, Oliveira also wasn't having the best game. I think defensively he was okay. It's just going forward again. He didn't really add anything. And that's, in my opinion, Oliveira's strength going forward, not really defending. Because he's usually just too late with most of yeah. the stuff he has to do. Yeah, I, I, was, I was happy with that sub. I felt like aside from Rashica and Emre Tashtemir, I thought that Sergio was 
probably the third weakest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like not to say he did anything particularly bad, but he was he he was a little bit invisible in the second half, I think. And um yeah, I don't know, just doing kind of Sergio things that we've seen recently, <laughs> just losing the ball here and there, not being very impactful. Like not to say that he put in a bad performance, but he was just a little bit invisible, so Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I was happy with the Mata sub as well, which, you know, he had like 15 minutes or so to work. So I think for the role that we need Mata to play, I think that's pretty good. It is. It is. He, he, he was just decent when he came on and on Sergio, on the typical Sergio things, there was this one moment where he, he was supposed to receive a ball and it was a player just running from behind, trying to get it. He was just standing there. It was just, I was like, <laughs> like either they don't communicate but I don't believe that. He probably just was too slow to react. And he lost the ball for no reason. Uh, I think that was second half too, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those three subs made sense. And then the other two, I feel like are more just to rest a Kedem or a Mertens, basically. It's the 80th minute. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, trying to push for the winner as well, exactly. right? I getting, mean, getting Gomis in your talisman who can score like yes, a 0.05 XG type goal. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. Like, who else, who, who's better when there's 10 minutes left and we need a goal? You know, maybe not historically, but this season, who's better than that? <laughs> Someone who's just going to score like some worldy ass goal in like the 90th minute. Exactly what you said, 0.05 XG. It felt like he a- scores. It felt like a superstitious type move, as in he was yeah. something at the 79th minute and he always scores after the 80th. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go in yeah. and just score. We need the winner. Yeah. Uh, and Barish, he's just annoying to deal with, if you get what I mean, right? He's just physical. Mm-hmm. He's just that guy. And instead of Kerem was also fine in my books. Kerem needs to be subbed off, not only to be rested, but his game was just okay. I, I don't think he was super today. It was all right. He had yeah. a few nice uh, passes, but I for me, like I, I, I agree with everything. I thought all the subs made sense. I thought they were all good. The ones at the second half, I thought were desperately needed, and Okan answered. And like I'd probably have to give Okan, like I would give him like an eight point five out of ten rating for today. Mm. You know, possibly pushing a nine. Really, the only thing I could I could knock him for is the is starting Emre Tashdemir mm-hmm. because I think. Like, if we don't have the Turkish options, I think we should just sort of, like, we need to use Leo Dubois, and then we have to decide if we want to use Barish or Yunus on the right side. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just don't, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Like, I think Kazimjan is still, I think I think he's still injured. I'm not entirely sure about Kazimjan or, or if he's available, but Emre Tashdemir needs to stop playing. That, that, that was going to be my question because Kazumjan has been on the bench now for this game and the last game too. Okay. But, but he hasn't started yet, so... Interesting. That, that's what I wonder too because I would start Kazumjan ahead of Emre Tashtemir. But Yes. Yeah. I, maybe he's I not quite ready, but then why would you make the bench, I would say? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I mean, look, like our next game is in a few days here against Trabzon at home. Like it's, a, it's, a, it's an absolutely massive game. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't see how we can play with either Kazimjan or Emre Tashtemir. Like, I think it has to be Leo Dubois, Dubois that's playing. It, it has to be, you know? And I mean, we're lucky in the sense that we have this whole foreign thing. It, it's worked out. We, we've worked it out. We know how to do it now. We either have the foreign left back or the foreign winger. 
mm-hmm. right? We've made it simple for ourselves. Those are the two that are that we can interchange. Everything else, everyone's pretty set in their positions for the most part, right? But you know, we we have in these bigger games. I I just don't think we have the option to play the foreign winger because our left back will just be so weak. On it's just so weak on that left side. And then, like I mentioned, you have Abdul Kerem who's always having to come over to recover those positions that the left back lost and it makes it messy, you know? So this game coming mm-hmm. up is huge. So I, I would say that Leo Dubois has to play that one. Definitely. Yeah, the left, the left flank in general is indeed the one that's ex- being exposed usually more. We have, if you have a Turkish left back, it's Emre Tashdemir or Kazım Can with Abdul Kerim who likes to drive forward a lot. Mm-hmm. Sergio on that side, Kerem, you know, it's not, it's not the most uh, defensively sound side. Um, so just like you mentioned, it's either a foreign uh, left back or a foreign winger. And we yeah. can use the other Turkish winger because we have three capable Turkish wingers to choose from. Um, so that's well covered. Um, you could also maybe say in DM role, if you want to sub out Sergio, you could also still use Berkan. I think he's also uh, has been, you know, steadily becoming better and better. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say it. that's probably our only other option, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, using Berkan, that's that's pretty much it. No, no one else is really, you know, yeah. interchangeable. Sorry, no, Emin Samet. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, unfortunately, he's not stepping in for Nelson or Abdulkerim. Abdulkerim, yeah. unless Okan Buruk just wants to be a maniac. He just wants to go psycho mode and use Khan Naihan instead of <laughs> instead of Nelson. Be my guest, but I, I, I almost forgot that. about him. We got Khan Naihan too. That's right. Yeah. I wonder when he's available. Yeah, would it be against yeah. Trabzon already? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he would. He he started training with the team already, so he would be a few training sessions in. You know, by by the time Sunday comes, but uh, I don't know. May, probably not. I would say maybe for the game after that, which probably is which is against race. Gaziantep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Overall, I thought it was a good performance. And then um, one thing I wanted to mention as well uh, for this uh, Umrania game, just just a minor side note something I was thinking about during the match. I think there were, uh, in this match, I think there were two occasions where Sasha Boy had one of his famous shots from outside the box. And I swear, every time he takes it, he gets so friggin' close. Close. <laughs> I can't wait for him to score one of these. He gets so close every single time. There, there was a, I can't remember, no, not last match. I think it was the match before that, where he was like inside the box and just, Oh my God, he had a rocket that the keeper ended up saving. Do you remember that on the right-hand side there? I have to think again, two games back, that was against, was it Giresun? It was Giresun, right? Because last game- This, this was against, no, 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 I think, no, no, no it Antalya, was against Antalya. Antalya. Yeah, Antalya. I remember Antalya had the new keeper there that made the save. Um, but he's always having these amazing shots from range. I can't, I'll be so happy for him when he finally scores one which I have, I have faith that he will. It reminded me of uh, Martin Lines when he scored against Fenerbahce Fener. with sort of mm-hmm. a longer, you know, he was doing the same. He kind of had these, you know, like on the corner, the ball might've bounced out to him and he had an attempt that the keeper saved or he hit the post or something and then finally scored one. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, man, we play Fener at home in a couple months here. So couple maybe months. that'll be probably the. Maybe. I hope it's by then not the title deciding game, but hopefully we'll already have sealed the deal and that that game is basically the last game where we say okay we're champions and we celebrate it there <laughs> yeah be yeah 
I know. I really hope we don't make this difficult for ourselves. But honestly, like, I mean, just just look at today. Like, I was like I mentioned, I was really interested to see the response, and we responded, man. We played the full ninety minutes. We grinded them down. We got the win. They they didn't help themselves by getting the red card. Keep in mind, but still deservedly. Man. By the way, I don't think it was a uh, that was deserved. That's just stupid to foul yeah. by uh, that yeah. player. For sure, um, I, I don't over. see how that's at all arguable. I mean, it is Turkey after all, so someone will probably find some <laughs> some bullshit excuse for Something, it. But oh, the refs are helping, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. But um, maybe uh, maybe at that point we can get into the next match briefly, give our predictions, give our quick thoughts. Like I mentioned, it is a massive, massive match. Before we go, mm-hmm. talking about the ref, I think the ref was all right today. Honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I read somewhere that it was his well, second. Actually. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I read that it was his second Super okay. League match. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know how accurate that is. I did read that, so take that with a grain of salt. But I, I did find that he did well, honestly. I don't, I don't I think surprised. there were any controversy, <laughs> excuse me, controversial calls that he made. Uh, also, that I can think of, at least. He let the game flow a bit more. Like, mm-hmm. there were a few instances where a player would just lie down. He was like, just play on, you know, nothing yeah. nothing here. Um, so, yeah, I like that. It also helped that Umrania, besides time-wasting, weren't really uh, cunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did play... I yeah. think they were, like, a right, uh, semi-likable team, even though they almost uh, beat us. They're like an okay Anadol team. I, I don't they, have to they, urge. Are, they are. They, they are a little bit of a likable team, honestly. I I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I'd like to see them get a couple of results. You know, maybe Geraldo can boost his uh, his his market value. But yeah, I'll, you know, Because nine times out of ten, when these uh, teams are on the back foot or they need to counter, they, they start to become really physical in like a yeah. doggy way. And I'm like, you yeah. just start to get frustrated because... A, they might injure your player or they just get away with a lot of shit because yeah. I guess there's the underdog. But Imran, yeah, fair play. Even Fair play, absolutely. I don't know if you saw it too. Uh, it's not that special. I, I hyped it up for no reason. It's not that special. But at the end of the game, when Okan and Recep, uh, their coach, uh, yeah. hugged each other. He was like uh, pinching his... Uh, he, he was p- p- yeah. pinching his cheek. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. <laughs> I know, I know. That, that was, was nice. No, honestly, yeah. fair play to uh, Umran. Yeah, I, I wish them luck for the rest of the season. If they... I don't know if they will, but if they can escape relegation, you know, I'm, I'm all tough, for it. Good, yeah. good on them. Um, but yeah, we have, we have the big one on Sunday. Trabzon. Um, yes, Trabzon. We are at home. Uh, they're in fifth currently with 38 points. We're leading the table with 51. This is going to be an interesting one. We played them on August 28th away, of course. It was, it was uh, trial, that right? finished. Yeah, that finished mm-hmm. nil-nil. But we're a different team now. And so are they, honestly. Um, they're a different team as well. But we are, we're, we're not the same as, as we were back then. And this is going to be difficult for Trabzon, I think. And it's hard for me to imagine losing points. Well, not losing points, losing the match. You know, things, anything could happen. It could end in a draw. But I'm, you know, maybe surprisingly confident for this. In, in getting three points. We'll, we'll see what happens. We don't have, thankfully, there's no suspensions, no injuries. Hopefully everyone can stay healthy in, in training until the match. But uh, yeah, this is, I think there could be some fireworks in this one. And if we can get away with three points. That's huge. I don't know. We're, uh, we're getting close. We're getting close. But 
what do you think of the match? And uh, give us your predictions as well. I feel like we're echoing a lot today. <laughs> as in, I think we'll smash them too. Mm-hmm. As weird as it may sound against uh, last week where I said against the 19th place it will be difficult, but this one will be a <laughs> smash. But I do think so. Um, Traps on away, as of late, have been dreadful. Mm-hmm. They lost to Hatay, they lost 5-0 to Alanya, 4-1 to Fat Karagumruk. Right. And they have to come again to a foreign place for them. So I do expect to smash them. I'm going to say a 3-0 win. It took a long time for me to think. Uh, I say 3-0. As weird as it may sound, maybe I should have said higher, but it's still a big game in the end. And mm-hmm. what happens in bigger games... <laughs> If it's the typical Anadolu way of refereeing, if one side <laughs> has an advantage, they're going to try to favor the one that's behind, usually, some way. So I think there will be some like bullshit decisions in the game. But 3-0, I still expect us to win. Thompson have not really been that good, honestly. Yeah. I, I look at it like this. In big matches, that's when big players shine. That's when big players do their thing. We've seen this against Besiktas. We've seen this against Fenerbahce, of course. We definitely saw it against Basakshir. They gave them a beating. I don't think they'll ever forget. The 10 fans that they have <laughs> feel bad for them. I don't think they'll ever forget that. But um, that's what happens, man. And I, I don't expect anything different here. So I'm, I, I'll give my prediction as a, a 2-0 win for Galatasaray. And I think that Icardi will score. And I think Mertens will score. And um, yeah, I think we'll we'll be uh, boosted in the table, not only in points, but with uh, morale with three points here as well. Yeah, we'll take revenge for the last game. Uh, if I recall correctly, they were a pretty weak side that game, mm-hmm. but defended like their life depended <laughs> on it and yeah, yeah. sealed the win that way. <laughs> yeah. With that, and, um, uh, I think it was not even y- Urjan keeping. I think it was the other uh, guy. I forgot his name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mark yeah. Batra that, having a sick game too. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. But like <laughs> I said, I mean, we're a, lot, a much different team. They're a much different team. So it'll be good. We'll uh, see what happens. But I think with that said, uh, I think we can begin wrapping can wrap things up. up. Yeah. We will wrap it up. So we'll talk to everyone on the next one after the big match on Sunday. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're not following us on social media already, it's at the Lions at NGS on Twitter. I have to say, we've been posting some bangers over there. So check it out. If you're not following already, check it out. Is that a compliment towards yourself? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is. That is. But anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Talk to everyone on the next one. Peace. Bye. Bye.